All right, well, we're back, and uh, things are things are really, really interesting, kind of everywhere. And uh, entertainment, the um, Writers Guild of America is still striking, so a lot of people are not getting their That's news <laughs> from their usual news source. Uh, you know, take a moment to stare on in abject horror as you consider that uh, yes, their standard news source was <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert and all of this shit. So, yeah, fuck, that's pretty dark. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Light in the Darkness is we're here and uh, making current episodes. So you should be listening as you are. That being said. Uh, above and beyond that, lights in the dark, right? Um, radioactivity. What's up? There's something <laughs> that happened in uh, in Ukraine. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, this seems like something interesting to bring up. Uh, we don't have Steve here uh, yet, or or maybe until later. Um, but I, again, so I, I'm, I'm not. I have I have general, you know. Re- uh, disregarding whatever depth to which it extends, I have general knowledge in the area, but he's the subject matter expert who could probably correct my ass here. Right, right. You're but not I, a nuclear I, scientist. We get it. We get it. You're right. cool. You've got your disclaimer out there. Just, well, that be, like, actually, let me go ahead and provide a little bit of background, a uh, little bit of background heat to this. Wow. Anyway, there's uh, uh, been a large strike on a uh, NATO ammunition dump somewhere in Ukraine, which is in the same area that is listed as um, having this spike. So there's some thought that there might have been a massive store of depleted uranium munitions in this place, but... Now now there's some claims that there's increased gamma radioactivity in the atmosphere in the area, Mm -hmm. which is the part where it doesn't make sense to me because, as I said before you know, I, we got on here, I, I'm pretty sure that uranium is not a, a gamma emitter and you know, U-238 in its decay chain. And depleted uranium is depleted, so it's primarily U-238. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it was not U-238, if it had, you know, if it was, say it was enriched uranium, it had U-235 or U-236 in it, we're still not talking about gamma emitters. And as soon as they all hit the same decay chain, you know, they get down to radium and radon and so on. It's all the same shit. So it'd have to be somewhere in the transuranic area where they'd be doing some sort of gamma emission, and uh, it's all alpha and beta. So I <laughs> I don't know where um, where the extra gamma would be coming from, but it's just me, my ignorance, I assume, at this point. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it just it just isn't in the decay chain. It's all by alpha and beta emission. Now, I, I mean, some of it could be coincident with gamma emission. Um, you know, so the the photon that's released is coincident. But um, I mean, for for just direct fission, you'll get you probably get some gamma out of it, along with the neutrons that are released if you have uh, internuclear fission uh, events. But just on raw decay, you shouldn't have any gamma emission. So if there is gamma, it's from some sort of fission uh, that's directed by neutron emission. Um, so, or neutron capture, rather. Hmm. Well, that's both uh, reassuring and troubling at the same time. 
I mean, I, so I mean, the more I'm thinking about this, the more it's possible for gamma to be a detection that's an issue here, because I know we use that to detect plants that are in operation and for enrichment uh, operations. So at some level, there has to be that. But as far as the decay chain itself, like just natural decay hanging out, um, I mean, it w we wouldn't expect something greatly above background for a depleted uranium store, as far as I understand. I mean, that seems reasonable to me. I don't have any reason to doubt your but, I mean, assertions there. Well, I mean, here, let me throw you another image that will help you understand some of the uh, the reticence I have here as soon as it fucking dates. Uh, there it is. There you go. So this is U-235 going to U-236, then fissioning and giving off byproducts. So you'll notice that there are gamma rays as well as neutrons leaving. And you also notice that there are no alpha or beta particles involved. I can't say I'm enough of a subject matter expert to read what I'm even looking at, so... So, all right, on the far left, you have a neutron coming in, combines with a U-235 atom. Alrighty. That makes it a U-236 atom, so it has been, that has captured a neutron. Okay, sure. The U-236 atom is now unstable. It not only has the extra neutron, it also has the extra momentum and energy that the neutron brought in. And that makes it metastable, as well as being already less stable as U-236. That then fissions and splits into two smaller uh, atoms that are still heavier than, say, hydrogen. So we're talking about something else down the chain there. Okay. Um, and this is how, this is how, for instance, how you get your iodine and uh, strontium peaks, and uh, in your uh, in your decay profile for, say, nuclear fallout. Okay. Is this kind of decay? Uh, process. But you also notice then on the other side of that, you have those two different atoms and you also have three gamma rays and three neutrons. So the little Y shape there is Greek letter gamma. So those are photons. And those are what might be being detected. And so, again, depleted uranium is largely U-238. It still has some U-235 in it. Not much, but that's that could be enough for if it's energetic enough to be giving off neutrons like this. It could be enough for um, for something else to be going on. Now, U two thirty eight, when it when it captures a neutron, you know that's the part where you need to start talking to Steve. Uh, oh sure, sure. I mean, we're getting into. Either, but to be fair, we don't really need to split hairs here with. What's going well, on? Well, so here's here's the idea: is that you know, if a neutron is captured by an atom, there's several different processes it can go undergo in order to kind of accommodate that. It can just kind of hang on to it, like the U two thirty five U two thirty six transition. Mm -hmm. uh, it can it can split as U two thirty six does, or it could undergo beta decay and become uh, something with an extra proton. Or it, you know, you can have um, you can have electron capture, which uh, releases um, uh, anti electron or. or um, positron emission, um, that kind of stuff. So there's all kinds of different like ways that the decay can can happen if you start getting neutron capture. 
which is going to be around the environment. Like you're, you're gonna, so there's going to be background radiation already uh, in the full spectrum of radiation here. You know, gamma, uh, alpha, beta, and gamma emissions, positron emissions, yada yada. So there's only going to be a certain like distance they can go before they are no longer detectable, detectable from their source. For instance, alpha decay does not go very far. It's a whole ass helium nucleus. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's why. Uh, speed just is, to you know. give some context to that, actually, that's why most of your uh, fallout shelters and everything there are listed as three weeks. That's about sure. all you really need to be able to go out into the world after it's gone to complete so, shit and been nuked to shit. So if you if you get a nuclear bomb that falls by uh, by a, you basically really need to stay inside for about three days before you can go outside as long as you're getting the fuck away from where the bomb hit. Mm, yeah. If you're planning on staying in the area, uh, about three weeks, sure. Now, I mean, you still, still you're going to have to be taking showers <laughs> whenever you come back into your safe zones, etc. But, but I, I, I would still be leaving. <laughs> That's the point I was getting to there. You know, like you're, if you're, you're going really, to have to have really some serious out, accommodations. If you really need to get the fuck out of there, uh, a dust mask in three days is all you're going to need. Um, after that, I mean, you're, so a lot of your a lot of your hot um, radio radioisotopes that come out of the fallout are going to be going off. They're going to be cooking off those first few days, and basically, you know, use inverse square law to the best advantage you can, and you uh, you get yourself into the center of a concrete building and uh, and avoid avoid any air drafts. You know, go go up as high as you can as soon as into an enclosed space, mind you. Um, should you be able to? But yeah, I mean, it's anyway. But the gamma is going to get you pretty much no matter where you go. But it will be at least lessened by distance, because inverse square law kind of stuff. Sure, you know, uh, get deep. What is it? Nine foot of soil, I think. Uh, it will. <laughs> it only lessens it by so much, but yeah. I mean, it's the the more you can get, the better. And you also want some sort of angular attenuation too. So, like, go downstairs and then down a hallway, and down another one if you can, because uh, it does hit corners. Well, I mean, so the, the hitting corners isn't the hard isn't the problem here. It's the uh, having training through the, the blockage between you and where it's coming from. Oh yeah, I mean, I guess I'm saying if you're in a place that is adequately hardened, yeah. for fallout situations, then you know. Well, I'm sorry. If it's you're talking probably going to be adequately into a place. If it goes into a place, then yes, it, will, it hits corners and there's settling velocities and so on. But you know, winds will, will pick it up and carry it. I, I would just say to keep everything sealed. Not anyway, sure. going back to the beginning here, like the, the picking up extra gamma. You know, I don't know exactly what extent. I don't know the relative magnitudes for for any of like the plots that are being thrown around in you know, these graphs. I could easily. Uh, throw together some crayon looking ass data <laughs> if I felt like it. It's it, it does it does look like someone just again, I don't have the, the depth of expertise necessary here to say whether well, or not. Long this and looks short here is it looks like something peculiar has happened and it's not looking like it was the destruction of a large dump of depleted uranium. But I also don't know if it's if it looks made up or not. That's what I'm getting to here. And that's fair. That's fair. That's completely that's, fair. That's, that's the immediate suspicion I have here because, well, let's, let's, let's just take away natural, the, the natural um, uh, 
resignation people should have over accepting random data from the internet, uh, especially with a war going on in a country that is already a, a cesspit of corruption. Yeah. Let's also include that. Let's also include into that the uh, the recently leaked information that yes, there's been bullshit going on the entire fucking time uh, by both sides regarding the extent and severity of things going on over there. So you know, just add in that extra mix of fud, and uh, and I'm not going to believe any of this shit until it gets vetted somehow by in- some sort of independent party. That's fair, and I mean. I guess we're kind of doing the best we can to uh, give. Yeah, it's a thing that might exist. It's a thing that might exist, and I think that depleted uranium is probably the uh, the most harmless explanation that uh, exists, which would be probably the best thing about that. And, uh, it could have been that they had a, a huge stack of uh, of smoke detectors in there. Hey, maybe. <laughs> I mean, when they say they detect excess gamma radiation in the area, like how much and to what extent, and then you can't get a clear answer out of anybody. I mean, some graphs look like that, and some have like a slight ripple, and some have a decrease and then a small uptick. It's like, okay, none of this is consistent. But I saw that one graph and I went, oh, that's clearly got some change to it by about an order of magnitude there. Oh, well, speaking that of change, orders of magnitude and things of insignificance, uh, you may have uh-huh. heard that Title 42 ended uh, just a few days ago. Oh, that old thing. Yeah, who needs that sort of nonsense, <laughs> right? Antiquated. My kind of things that, that the hillbillies believe in. Yeah, my favorite part of that was someone saying Trump didn't do anything to watch you blame Biden. What's that? I think in. Well, let's just go ahead and peek back to 2020, shall we? <laughs> yeah. <there's> a... <laughs> when that whole entire process happened. There, there was a thing that happened. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, that being the case, uh, of course, the Biden administration has decided that they actually need to re-implement Title 42. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Let me guess, they're just going to do it slightly worse and uh, and still cause more of a humanitarian crisis. I don't know if they bothered to even take the time to copy and paste anything new, so I don't know if they've been able to fuck it well, up Well, they don't have to. They don't have to, because Democrats' key weapon in that front is leaving shit out. Mm. Fair point. You notice that the way they redid the CHIPS Act, they left out about a third of it, and that extra third of it was stuff that was going to secure our position to be able to do shit better. Mm-hmm. You know, just coming in, fucking up all those deals that Trump made with companies to give them, like, you know, $10 billion tax breaks in the first 10 years of profit. Not even, like, income, but profit. So, yeah, you know, that. Just, yeah, it's just, you know, they, they uh, but again, first 10 years of profit, meaning they don't have to make profit for ever. Uh, they can wait for as long as they want and just, oh, I, I can't seem to keep keep money coming in Dang. I mean, our investors are happy somehow but that 10 billion dollars will be great later when we're finally making enough money for you to charge us taxes <laughs> eventually eventually but then again we had biden inflation so that 10 billion dollars will be worth about a sandwich eventually all right let me... <laughs> oh speaking of the immigration thing Oh, yeah, actually, what I was... You know what pissed me off, though? Mm -hmm. Majorly? Was a community in Chicago 
had uh, had the the. Oh, you mean it. you mean sure. those folks that had the absolute audacity, the the unmitigated gall, to speak against these poor, undocumented um, doctors and lawyers and engineers? Yeah, yeah, the ones that you know totally didn't commit a federal crime by crossing into our country illegally. So they got told this ninety-seven percent voting for Biden district got told two hundred fifty to five hundred people will be added to your area. And they lost their shit. And they're throwing, you know, throwing fucking uh, uh, media events, decrying this. You're going to dilute our bill, our representation. You know, it's it's just... You know you motherfuckers are going to vote for Democrats again in, in, a few, you know, in about a year, right? <laughs> you're going to primary Democrats, and then you're going to fucking vote them into office. And nothing's going to change for you except you're going to have a few immigrants hanging out. It's like you guys all become conservatives the moment this shit hits your backyard. Fuck you. Yeah, it's a fucking world there. I can't, I can't say a loud enough fuck you to these people. I hope every goddamn one of them up in the fence gets bust next to them. Fuck these people. And every single fucking vote they cast, fuck all of them. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I hope I hope you, uh, the few in there that are it. like practical. I hope the few in there that have practical considerations that are voting in a way that reflects the policies they want passed. I hope the few in there that are actually going like that three percent in that district that actually gives a flying fuck about the way their life is going. I hope they get the hell out of there and let the rest of those assholes marinate in their decisions. They made this bed. They can get fucked in it. They voted for it. They can enjoy it. Well, you know, well let me let me quote directly from one visibly outraged resident. Who well, responded, the rest of us have to enjoy it when they when they aren't. Now they can enjoy it with us. Well, this uh, this one resident um, was uh, quoted as saying, "How could you do that without consulting us?" <laughs> you they <know>? did, <laughs> and another another could be seen telling the local council, "quote." I am concerned with safety in the area. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the nerve so, to speak about... to their city leaders, their duly elected representatives in such a fashion? This is what they wanted. If you didn't want an uncomfy bed, why are you going to go and make an uncomfy bed? So they're upset about 200 to 500 people total entering their community. The border towns deal with 15,000 plus a fucking day. That's uh, true, yes. I just, I, and again, I, I hope that all 15,000 are bust right up to live next to them because this is the shit they wanted. They can enjoy it. Like there's I... no fucking, and, and Biden wants to distribute the load across the nation. Well, I think that this is a a big vacuum where they have not been accepting immigrants. They're not diverse enough. Well, not only that, I mean, you know, you look at Chicago and it is a self-proclaimed sanctuary city. So if they're wanting to run sanctuary, I I mean, they're advertising, send us, you know, you're poor, you're unwashed, you're uh, unvaxxed, you're uh, unable to provide for themselves, you know, your cartel members, your uh, terrorists that have actual literal bombs that have come over the border. Yep, let's go ahead and drop into that one. Oh yeah, go ahead. 
because uh, that's a thing that totally that happens. Just they just caught him. Actually, today, right? I it was either today or, or yesterday. yesterday. Other news yesterday. But um, yeah, uh, U.S. CBP intercepted uh, intercepted an oh sorry not bomb making materials an actual bomb. Yeah, it was a, an intact bomb. Oh, and I'll talk about something to go with bombs here in a second too. And so, as we mentioned that they intercepted one. So we think about how many drugs, uh, how how much amount of drugs get through the uh, border every day. Well, they stop one of those a day, right? So there were uh, forty. There were sixty thousand Haitians that had been um, that were hanging out next to the border, and the number is only growing. I think as of yesterday, um, that were gonna, they immediately start. You know, they were basically ready for the, the Title Forty Two, and then they they were pushing through. It, it, these are people from Haiti. These are not people that are from. You know, South, Southern, or Central America. These are people from Haiti. They had to. They were shipped in. They were flown in somehow. People are paying a fuck ton of money to send these people in. Yep. Although, uh, actually, we still have time for us to celebrate. <laughs> um, I don't like wishing for people to die, um, and I don't really necessarily enjoy celebrating death necessarily. But seeing as this guy was a literal fucking Nazi, uh, I will celebrate. Soros, um, and I'm hoping it wasn't a great exaggeration here, is, some, is to some extent reportedly dead. Well, so, you know, can all... please don't pull that rug out from underneath me. Yeah, don't, uh, don't give me hope. Oh, don't, don't go and make me promises you can't. Oh, I will, I will have to, I'll have to look at this again. Like, uh, I gotta be honest, that guy was looking, uh, he was looking in better shape than I've seen him in years the last I saw him, and that was not a Oh, uh, he might not be dead. I really want him to be dead at this point. He's he's not a good man. He has not done a lot of good in the world. Well, I mean, unless you're a Nazi, in which case he's been kind of kind of helpful, you know, back in the day at least. Still working on establishing that Fourth Reich, you know, wherever he can. But you know, oh, uh, this might be this might be bullshit. Oh wait. Now, this is worldbulletin.net, mm. so that, it could easily be bullshit. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of that ever in all of my life, so I don't know if I trust it. <sighs> oh, well, speaking of untrustworthy things, we've oh, actually well. uh, we've got something that's uh, recently come out from the, um, the White House, actually. They've uh, been able to kind of, um, oh, what should we say, through their searches and uh, research, uh, everything else, they've been able to discern and determine, you know, where the greatest threat to our homeland lies. Oh, right. And, of course, as we all know, that would be white supremacy. As I read directly from the the White House uh, published here, as we uh, to stand up uh, on the best... Of de- on the best, jeez, oh, I can't even read words. But on the best days, enough of us have the guts and hearts to st- to stand up for the best in us, to choose love over hate, unit. Oh, I am reading this directly. <sighs> Unity over disunion, progress over retreat, to stand up against the poison of white supremacy, as I did in my inaugural address, 
to single it out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland. Oh my God, they really... Okay, sorry, I've got to read this again because it's... Wow. To single it out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland is white supremacy. Applause. Just fucking incredible. Okay, the... uh... Right, it says, according to Politics for All Ireland, blah, blah, died of a heart attack. But I don't believe it. That's, ah, damn it. Well, you know what? I can hope it's true, because fuck that Nazi. Um, he can burn in Christian Hill. <laughs> I am not finding much of anything for them other than that they exist on Twitter. That said, everything is stating that uh, something about the family of uh, George Soros has died, but uh, I really, really doubt it. Um, the world just isn't uh, just isn't that kind. But hey, who knows? You know, maybe. Stranger things have happened than that. You know, there's a... Uh, yep. Um, you sold all his Tesla shares. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he might have gotten Elon cursed, do you think? <laughs> huh. Oh, but uh, back on the whole border thing, there has been a uh, ruling. This would have been um, just today, as a matter of fact. Or, oh, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. This would have been three days ago. The uh, order went into effect Thursday 11th. Uh, that basically, what was the long, what was the TLDR on this? Uh, people cannot, uh, people, illegal aliens cannot be released into the United States without some form of actual tracking, to put it shortly. So they must. Well, I think they should be using an ankle bracelet if they're going to do that shit. Pretty much is my understanding. It'll be something along those lines. Let me see if it's got anything direct. Or, you know, I don't know, left in fucking facilities that immediately help deport their asses. I think that if they are claiming asylum, they should be deported to a U.S. embassy in the country they came from for temporary housing there so that they aren't inside the fucking country here. Because technically, U.S. embassies exist on U.S. soil in those countries. Mm-hmm. Indeed. By treaty. So there is nothing stopping us from shipping their asses over there to stay there until we can determine whether or not they are allowed to come here. And let us also make note, I'll just uh, quote from Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. That would be, starting tonight, people who arrive, <laughs> starting tonight, dated May 12th, 2023, because, hmm, I wonder. Anyway, starting tonight, people who arrive at the border without using a lawful pathway will be presumed ineligible for asylum. We are ready to humanely process and remove people without a legal basis to remain in the U.S. Oh, oh, really? Well, that's that's uh, interesting, that, isn't it? That, that just sound, there's something about that that strikes me with just the hint of familiarity, as though it, it's just something sounds so similar to something else about that. I don't know what it could be. Truly drawing a blank. Good grief. 
Oh, and uh, I think um, I can't remember who, but I think somebody uh, with the power to do so in Texas has declared the border an actual disaster site, <laughs> which opens up a tremendous amount of power for Greg Abbott to just basically do whatever the fuck he wants to uh, avert this disaster. Well, I know he's already sent the National Guard into a certain areas, at least. Yeah, there's also videos of the Texas National Guard actually, uh, you know, blocking off cameras and helping the uh, illegal aliens get into their buses. I can only hope that those buses are headed towards, you know, New York City and Chicago. I'd rather they were... San Francisco and L.A. Right, right. I'd, I'd rather they not even get in in the first place, but I suppose whatever. Oh, you know, it's the Biden plan. They need to be distributed throughout the country. Right. Um, so that's totally going to make them vote Democrat. Totally, totally. So I guess you've heard about um, Elon Musk picking a uh, a new CEO. Oh, yes. So uh, as we all know, you can't judge a book by its cover just because a person is an executive at a terrorist organization does not mean that they are also a terrorist. Would you, if someone said that, hey, I happen to be a member of ISIS, would you immediately be like, oh, well, you just kill people? No, of course not. You would say, well, yes, of course, you're a member of ISIS, but I don't know if you're a bad one. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're one of the ones that doesn't cut people's heads off. You know, and that's what we need to think. There's sandwich bags, right? You know, well, it's full of C4 they shove up their ass. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've heard the analogy... um, of uh, basically, Twitter is over here. Uh, well, we've got uh, we've got this plate on the table, and we've got this person that's uh, hovering over it, uh, making uh, squeezing, grunting noises. And uh, you know, they're saying, "Why are you Why are you about to shit on the table?" And uh, you know, the uh, squeezing, grunting individual is saying, "How do you know I'm going to shit on the table? It, nothing is even on the table yet. It It, it isn't even here yet. It, it, it's not even going to be here for like six weeks. How do you know I'm going to shit on the table?" Well, here's the thing. I think it'll be very funny to see how um, how Twitter internally shifts around this. Because uh, you got the uh, you have the potential for them to beg Elon to come back, (laughs) which I think might be interesting on his part. And it could be. I mean, what's uh, what's the excuse that they've given? Oh, she uh, she follows her opposition so that she'll know what they're doing. Oh, wait, no, they don't frame it that way. They frame it as she follows these people that we hate. So obviously she must be one of them. Right. That's how they frame a person following their opposition. Oh, she worked in the, the Trump administration, much like Jared Kushner, much like John Bolton, much like Paul Ryan. Yeah, there there were all kinds of people that were orbiting around Trump. I mean, I don't understand how these are supposed to be arguments for this person. So, I I, I don't get it. We will uh, we will see, and I hope that there is something in there. Oh, also, a fucking NBC executive. Also, really, I'm right. It's like, oh my god. Well, here's the thing: is, is she she has been effective in the past when it came to advertising. I don't see how this makes for CEO material, but maybe yeah. a COO. Or, or fuck it, make an executive 
Um, or CFO. I was going to say, make, a, make an executive specifically for advertising. Make a CMO, chief marketing officer. Right? Something. Fuck. Because, I mean, honestly, you could probably use one. Elon is not a marketing guy. He kind of is, but that's just because of his own, like, playboy well, nature. I can also see how he would want to get back to his other company responsibilities. But at the same sure. time, you know, I'm sure the SEC is going to be upset with him no matter what he does, so he may as well stick around at Twitter. Yeah, maybe this was a, uh, maybe old Klaus gave him a call and was like, my, my boy, you must do this thing for me. If you do this, I will call off my dogs, and you will be able to run your company as you see fit. But who knows? Who knows? Oh, anyway, uh, speaking of bombs from earlier, mm, indeed. I don't know if you saw that about the uh, the uh, uh, former. Um, Are we talking about the two uh, of them that were uh, left somewhere on a certain evening? The there some news FBI about that? One. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. fact that they were not fucking functional. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one was uh, glossed over um, pretty much completely now, until about two or three days ago with a whistleblower. I should bring. I should point something out here before everybody goes. Ah, it was the Globots. There were some famous communists that did set off a bomb in the Capitol building decades ago. But what most people don't remember is that the year before. They tried to set one off. Or no, it was the year before or days before. They tried to set one. I can't remember the timeline. They tried to set a bomb off, but they misassembled it because they were fucking incompetent. It took them two attempts to actually get the job done. So we could be talking about the same communist failures coming in and trying this shit again and, oh, and fucking up not once but twice in the same night. And I shouldn't say whistleblower. This one actually wasn't out of a whistleblower. This one was actually... Uh, just from an ex agent, yeah. Yes, they were inoperable, according to the Wash, according to the CIA owned Washington Times, even. So now, that, scroll uh, to the end of the article. Oh, that's not the one. There was one in. Uh, um, oh, what the hell is it? It was in uh, uh, one of those one of those conservative uh, regurgitators. Um, Anyway, basically, there was, there, was, there was a bit at the bottom. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, and it's, it's kind of pissing me off. Let me, uh, let me go to my fucking browser history and go back a fucking million years. Oh, and while oh, you're doing that, funny. we should also mention that uh, since we last broadcast, um, Donald Trump went uh, into the belly of the beast to have a town hall. That is to say, uh-huh. have a debate with the moderator of the town hall, because that's what it actually <laughs> was. And, um, well... He uh, he ripped her a new one because uh, he came correct. Finally, he had the literal receipts and uh, just called her out on things like. Um, now, I haven't actually taken the time to highlight. watch that one yet. I've, I've seen the highlights. The highlights are excellent. Basically, I, uh, I do want to watch it. Basically, he uh, they try and call him out on the January sixth stuff, and he gives them the proper timeline as it actually occurred, and then. The, the proper timeline being, within 30 minutes, he made some kind of bullshit statement about whatever, who gives a fuck. But right. he did the thing that everybody was like, you got to do the thing, Donald! And so he did the thing. And 
it was within like 30 minutes. So he's like, okay, well, let me just read it off to you here. Uh, the stuff happened right about uh, this time. Then 30 minutes later at this exact time, I was told the people, you know, we need to, we need to peacefully and calmly go home and respect our law enforcement because we love our cops, our law enforcement, you know, we love our military. They're important. And, you know, upon saying that, you know, there you go. That's all cleared up. Now, of course, that was uh, shortly after that deleted by, you know, most fa- most uh, social media because it was not well, helpful to the media the that they were trying to construct at the time. <laughs> but it was there. But anyway, uh, upon telling her that, that's like, okay, well, uh, you know, you said that uh, this all started at 2 o'clock at uh, 2.30 I, I I did the song and dance he told me to do, and then she says, "Yes, okay, but but why did you wait three hours?" Yeah, which uh, is, uh, as you can imagine, uh, probably a little infuriating. You know, you tell somebody, "Hey, so so uh, at two o'clock the thing happened. Why did you wait until five? He's like, "Well, at two thirty, I uh, I did the thing you were asking about." And she's like, "Yeah, okay, but why did you wait till five? I mean, good God, you 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 dumb whore." I, I don't know what more I can say to that. Like you, uh, yeah, I mean, so I'll just keep repeating. I did it at two thirty like, until it sunk in that I did it at two thirty. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, sometimes they, you gotta press. Sometimes you gotta press the, the dog's face into the shit like deeper than nose deep in order for them to get a big sniff of it. You know? Yeah, I get it. Get it like, all okay, in those old learn. <laughs> Oh yeah. Get get the proper taste in every organ available, all the way down to the ears. Oh yeah, yeah, immersion therapy, as it were. But right. yeah, yeah, they uh, they do this. They run the whole thing this way, basically. Uh, you know, they'll ask him uh, one question, they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, so you answered that, but now we want to get back to January 6th. Okay, well, great, that's great. We're we're glad that you want America not to be on fire and that you don't want World War Three. But uh, but more importantly, what about January sixth? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, that being the case, they uh, they did their thing, and then I think he uh, called her uh, some kind of, like, an ugly woman or uh, an unpleasant woman. Uh, I think some, she, think he called hilarious. her a nasty woman. There you go. It, well, it was one of those kind of things. It was hilarious, one or the other. And the, uh, of course, the, let's just call it what it was, the debate. It was scheduled to run for 90 minutes. Being that it is, uh, you know, a presidential ahem, town hall, it uh, will generally run without any commercial breaks because, you know, this is a presidential candidate. You want to get all of this in and, you know, it draws so many eyes that it's worth it. You know, you've got that many people there. A couple are going to stick around after. A couple are going to come in early. You get your advertisements in then. It all works out in the end of the day. And it's uh, good for clout, especially when you've got a network that is known for... Oh, my favorite all part the of this whole thing burning it. is favorite part of this whole thing was the uh, the outcry. Of see well, how let, well, let's CNN get there. Let's, let's get there in the in the timeline so that we can actually appreciate all these events as they occurred because they're so delicious. So we've got a ninety minute scheduled thing. They generally run these things straight through. Now we did find that in this one they did break for commercials. Interestingly, uh, not not right away. More as it has was going on, interestingly, and then um, and then they went ahead and kind of wrapped it at seventy-two minutes of ninety. Yeah. Yep. 
after having commercial breaks that have never existed before. So this happens. They go ahead and do their rap. They get a couple of folks from the uh, studio audience, bring them in to get some live reactions and questions. And, uh, you know, first question. Well, you know, this uh, this Donald Trump, you know, he really just does. He won't shut up about this January 6th stuff, you know. Won't shut up about the elections. Fucking won't say nothing else. And the first guy is like, well, you know, you just kept asking him about it. He's like, well, yeah, but I mean, you know, he won't talk about it. He's like, well, maybe you should ask him about something else. And it uh, <laughs> it really uh, has set the stage for things. So it made him, by default, look not like an idiot at a very base level. Beyond that, it actually made him look kind of funny. And like he uh, kind of has some of that 2016 energy again. And with that, sir, you were saying that uh, there's been a um, a bit of a a bit of upset, you might say, regarding. Oh, there CNN. were some people that had um, some some uh, taint tramplage, some a uh, little bit of ass mattery. Mm, yeah, some uh, booty blastery, indeed. Yes, uh, just a touch of uh, um, cooch crush. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have that. You'll have that. There, um, uh, a little bit of a little bit of shitter shatter going on. Yeah, and we've even got it amongst the uh, the the Twitterati, no less. The uh, the names oh, of yes. names. I I think even uh, the writer himself, Stephen King, has come out to to mention that one. <laughs> what a faggot! <laughs> he is that. He is that. So yeah, there's, there's that. It's been, uh, it's been something. That's been funny. Truly, truly. And also, uh, speaking of funny, we have, um, we got a, I guess something just kind of weird out of, uh, out of old skin suit Joe. That'd be on the 11th. He was doing, uh, doing a speech at the White House and. He uh, and he said something. He did. He did. He said, uh, "All the kids under age fifteen, come on up here." And uh, well, yeah, he he went to to be amongst the scent of them all, and you know, as as Joe Biden likes to do. You know, that's the first thing that they should investigate as soon as uh, the next president gets into office. I mean, fuck all the other impeachable shit that's been going on. <laughs> Child predator, right? Let's well, uh, nip that one in the bud. Because I think he is probably the first openly pedophilic president. I would agree with that assertion. Or ass- that? Uh, no, that that's not assertion. the right word. Is it? Assertion. 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 Yes, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> I was close, though. I was close. I don't use that word a lot. As you could tell... I mean, I- Assertion would be the act of asserting instead of assertion, which is the actual assertion. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But we're not an English language podcast, so we'll skip on along. Oh, I have to be very careful about those things because I have to deal with things like orientation, orientating, and orientation. Uh, so orientation as a, a motion of something mm-hmm. versus an, um, an intrinsic component. So you can orient a, a polymer or you can orientate a polymer. Right, true. Yeah, orientate is, is actually a word. Confusing enough. 
funny enough. Confusing enough to, to orient versus orientate. So to orientate is to impart an orientation, whereas to orient is to uh, reconfigure orientation. And remember, be a Superman, not a Supraman. Right. <sighs> not Nazi Unter. So, um, in another piece of, uh, well, frankly, disheartening news that I, I can only imagine millions around the world are bawling just uh, just having learned this uh, this data coming out just uh, oh shit just a few years ago it's unfortunately you know it's uh, been lying kind of dormant in the in the journals but well it's starting to see the light of day so I hate to tell you this Craig but um, uh-huh. carbon 14 dating it's showing oh, yeah. that only 12 percent the atmospheric CO2 that's been added since 1750 is man-made. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you had to learn that here. Oh. So, you know that, that, like that greenhouse gas? It changes. That, uh, it sounds like, um, it sounds like, you know, well, you know, you know how we are the biggest advocates of uh, global warming and or cooling. Because... Oh, I am a huge advocate of the Russian model at the IPCC. Absolutely. Oh, you mean the one that takes data into account? <laughs> the one that actually like comes comes within error bars that aren't like infinite of it of uh, the real world. Yeah, I, I like that one. Oh, that's it's funny how the the only one with negative forcing terms happens to work. Let me see if I can get an example. Right, you need negative and po- you need positive and negative terms. Oh my god, they can't all be heating. Some of them have to involve cooling. How funny. dare you? Isn't that funny? So um, the study itself—I uh, shouldn't say the study. The study was based on data that's been kept since 1750 up to 2018, and it dropped in February of last year. But like I said, it hasn't really been catching a lot of uh, looks. But now it's yeah. uh, kind of starting to, and you know, as as anyone who's been with us for a while knows, we've. I mean, this, this has been our gospel since just about day one. Speaking of day one, man, how could I let this pass? Okay, so for about a day and a half on uh, YouTube, episode one of the podcast was taken down for medical misinformation. Now, if you've been with us since then, oh, thank you for one. That's fucking awesome. Right. You are a fucking killer. Right on. And you're obviously way ahead of the scientific curve and the news curve. But beyond that, if you've been with us since day one, then you're going to know back then we didn't know a lot. And pretty much anything. But what we did put out there, we had plenty of disclaimers. We had plenty of source documents. And I mean, back in the day, we, we were really, really, really careful with things. So that caught me a little off guard. I did appeal. Like I said, about a day and a half. We did get it back. And also, we're just about a week out from all strikes dropping from the channel. So something <laughs> will be happening soon on YouTube. I don't I'm know sure, why. sure. Yeah, I'm I, sure I, I kind of don't have a doubt that they'll find a way to fuck us again, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, like, episode one, medical misinformation. It's like, okay. I mean, 
forgetting the part where we were pretty much right. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the early episodes. The early episodes, dude, we were... Comp- I don't think there's anything we were wrong about. I am vindicated. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, if not you, then me. And if not either one of us, then Steve. But generally, yeah. It, I mean, I, you, I mean, you nailed this shit. Again, so the thing far comes down to... The thing comes down to we can all we can all disagree on opinion, but we all have to agree on the same facts, and that's something we try really hard to do to make sure we're all on the same basis, all on the same page. And the facts were all pretty clear. We we were right the whole fucking time. I, it's just every time you know it, it's it's not even like the oh you know conspiracy theory means just person who's right. It's like no, we didn't have like conspiracy theories. It's like we had. We had some opinions on some things. When it came to the factual matters, we are just right the whole damn time. And, I mean, if we're going <laughs> to be completely honest, most of my opinions uh, regarding sourcing on this have proven themselves out or been utterly buried, which just kind of makes it all the spookier and makes me think I might be even more right. So, you know, I mean... That's the whole thing, thing I always tell... That's something I always, I always try to, like, impress upon somebody who's trying to bury something. It's like, look... All you're doing by not debating something is giving someone who's conspiratorially minded all the more reason to believe it. And then you then impart that same kind of mentality upon those who are reasonably minded, who want to know why the fuck you're trying to hide something. Yeah. It's like, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to be a narcissistic piece of shit and just like, oh, it's all beneath my time. You know, even if it is all beneath your time, you know, it's, it's the whole idea of, of bullshit being a, an order of magnitude easier to produce than the truth. It's like, okay, if you're not even going to try, then why bother listening to you? When you, come, when you start saying, oh, it's all bullshit, and then you're like, okay, I'm not going to debate it, though. It's like, okay, um, who cares about your opinions, then? Mm-hmm. I, I may as well listen to some guy who's saying the moon's made out of cheese if I'm not going to be able to get a telescope. Well, that's true. You know, maybe you should get a Nikon Coolpix D nine hundred. Shout out to uh, shout out to all the folks that have never been in a plane <laughs> and looked out the window when it was at mm, tw- thirty five grand. Yeah, thereabouts. It's about all it takes. That's cruising. Yeah, which is pretty standard. Oh for... shit! The Earth's round. <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> what, what's that? What's that? What's that thing? Why, why is why is it like the one? Hmm. Well, anyway, yeah, you know, bust out your D D nine hundred cool picks and you know take a picture of the whatever. But uh, that being said, while we're on the the topic here of uh, you know things just not quite working out, we've got some other some other terribly terribly sad news. As uh, as everyone knows about the uh, you know the enormous. And uh, pre- probably, if we're being honest here, probably the largest social media platform in existence today that, uh, well, you and I, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, we've we've been working with this organization for probably decades, so we're intimately familiar with them. But for the people out there, uh, you you probably know about this because, you know, you're always hearing about them in the news. You know, they're, uh, they're everywhere. You know, so... Unfortunately, Tucker Carlson has received a permanent ban from the internationally, uh, universally, 
be, let's be fair, the universally known uh, social media network, Tribal. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's the whole story. Um, so apparently Tribal is a social do. media network. But uh, yeah, so out of uh, Occupy Democrats, Tucker Carlson is hit with bad news as new Twitter competitor Tribal announces they've just permanently banned Carlson from their growing social media app. Oh no! <laughs> growing. <laughs> so anyway, uh, apparently this uh, this hot property that everybody in the whole fucking world knows everything about because uh, yeah, they're the biggest shit on the fucking shit creek. Uh, Tribal is. Um, I, I have uh, I have been aware of it since its founding, sir, and I have to tell you that the quality of the content on that platform has not changed. <laughs> well, that's fair. Would you say it caters to an audience uh, that is either childlike or enjoys child no, child like oh, uh, yeah, enjoys child <laughs> yeah, just enjoys child, not like just ch- enjoyed child. <laughs> that kind of audience. <laughs> I, me, it's it's not a funny issue, but at the same time, like the how how blatant it is on that platform, it's so disgusting. You have to look at it and just like somebody's trying to fuck with you, but then you realize no, they're just trying to fuck your kids. Yeah, leave a trail of glitter that'll never wash out. So they say. So, yeah, apparently this tribal thing is actually an Occupy Democrats uh, property, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I had literally not, uh, personally, I had actually not heard of this thing until I saw Occupy Democrats say, we're not going to let you onto our thing. But, Who cares? you know, you do, a, you do a quick little search and you find, oh, this is kind of like uh, Mastodon, where you can find um, pe- like-minded people. You know, that are interested in the same kind of things that you are. You know, like uh, really yeah. really new content, you know, on um, map making, shall we say, cartography. So, so new. Yeah, the, the newest content. Absolutely. That's, that's the what these folks are. Maps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the newest, newest uh, maps and cartographical interests. You know, it would be so, such a shame for a fucking. Uh, warehouse fire to happen at that cartography conference. <sighs> yeah. And it's so bad if the, the tribal cartography warehouse happened to catch a spark or two and burn down. Uh, it would be a sad day. Sad, sad day. So in more, uh, in more sad news, I know, I know we keep, um, I'm just, I'm just coming with bad news after bad news. I know normally, normally we like to keep a little bit more upbeat here, but I'm sorry. It's been, uh, there's been a lot of real, real unfortunate things that have been, uh, brought to light over these last, uh, last days that we've just got to share with you. It's, it is my duty and responsibility. So in other terribly disheartening news, it would appear that lab grown meat is actually up to 25 times worse for the climate than actual beef. I know. I, I, I know. I know. It's like it's like the paper straws thing. Nobody could have predicted that being terrible for the environment. You know, you'd think. You know, you use a paper straw. You, you're using so much less plastic by packaging it in plastic instead of having a plastic straw in a plastic container. 
You know, it's it just makes sense. Well, I mean, look, it's it's it it's one of those things where you think, oh well, how do they how do it's, they grow this? It's not this so laboratory based meat. Yeah, it, well, it's so good. It's not. It goes from intuitive to counterintuitive to meta intuitive. Well, speaking of meta intuitive uh, and sales. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, don't if, I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the uh, uh, the. I can't believe it's meat product. Um, has <laughs> has been selling so poorly. It's now going to be offered at dollar store uh, dollar tree stores, which uh, if you hadn't forgotten had become dollar sixty five stores uh, for like a dollar thirty uh, package. A dollar thirty for um, for a patty of uh, I can't believe it's not uh, not meat. Or whatever, I can't believe it's meat or, or whatever the fuck, whatever it is, that plant-based shit. Uh, impossible. Uh, yeah, it's impossible, unbelievable. Who gives a fuck what it is? It's not one of those things. Um, the unbelievable oh, uh, beyond. Kind of shit. Uh, not impossible, well, beyond. But yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Um, uh, the 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 extremely poorly processed plant shit. Which again, you know, when it comes to that, I mean. I'm I'm a fan of nuggets at McDonald's. Uh, whenever I end up allowing myself to be tempted, and that is horribly overly processed chicken carcass. And uh, I'm happy that they found a way to use the rest of the chicken. I, I I don't see why that's a bad thing. That is that is finding a way to make the rest of it edible. If you, the more of that product you can make edible, the better, in my opinion. And I'd say the same thing goes for plants. I think if you could make more of it edible, then that's better. The problem is it's just not edible. Which is well, why that's, the sales are bad. Well, that's <laughs> the funny thing. You know, the funniest, funniest thing of all about all this shit is the only one that I actually will endorse because up until relatively recently, I couldn't, uh, well, I don't know how long I've been able to eat meat, but I couldn't for a long time. Uh-huh. And right. that one was the only one that's not actual garbage. All... The well, other, there's two. I'm sad to say that the rest of the consumer market does not agree with you. Well, no, it's and, not true. And, and you were, you were actually a, just crashing. But you were you were in a position, sadly, where you were forced into that position, and it was not necessarily by choice. I, now you had choice in the market, but your dietary choice was of a medical nature, not of a. Uh, yeah, wanna, it's like, oh, do I do nature. I take uh, do I eat Franken soy, or do I eat uh, wheat husk? Well. Right. Obviously, with a soy allergy, I'm going to go with the processed meat husks. <laughs> so, so that sucks. But you know, I mean, welcome back to being a carnivore. That's always great. Oh, I had a lovely uh, steak for dinner. It was wonderful. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, humans being omnivorous in general uh, are not going to just go, "Oh, a, a fucking Frankenburger." I'm going to go ahead and, and wolf that shit down because I want to do the better for the environment by eating this plant-based crap. Again, me, fan of chicken nuggets at McDonald's saying this shit. So, <laughs> take, it, take it with the over-processed pinch of salt, if you will. Um, to each their own is kind of where it comes down to at the end of this. But again, they're not doing well in the market because their product sucks. And nothing, no, no price point exchange at dollar store is going to make that better. Um, the fact that they're selling it by the patty for a dollar thirty at the dollar store is funny as fuck to me. Because it's it's like these people were trying to sell it for like thirty bucks a pound or whatever. Yeah. For now, years. now to be completely honest, the uh, right. the general price that I would see 
that going for was um, roughly five dollars for two patties. So that's okay, that, so that's, that's, that's a about pretty half. substantial, <laughs> you know, decrease in cost. Yeah, and you could put that to uh, you know being able to manufacture it more cheaply. I, well, I was going to say the, the main thing. The main thing it just tells me is that they're trying to bank on volume instead of uh, niche products. They might have had the capitalization recently to expand to better processing facilities, uh, either in greater volume for production or in a lower margin. Sorry, in a wider margin for production. Sure. I, I, you know, good for them to try and expand out like that. I just I do not see the dollar store public going. Oh, Vinci yeah. Burger. Of all the people you want to market to, that's. I mean, it's and now while it does not scream to me the same kind of Dylan Mulvaney shit. Like I think that the people aren't going to be just like revolted that the dollar store had a veggie burger as an option. Oh yeah, no. But not I at all. do not see I do not see them getting much market penetration. That that depth is not going to grow very much. Now I I mean, it's up to the distributors to actually make the marketing happen at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool if it did work out. Um, that a product of that nature was able to finally find a market somewhere that pays for it. Um, a lot of people don't want to, and that's that's just the way it is because it's not fucking meat. Um, it is not. And, and and now, granted, granted, a lot of the time they're not trying to make it meat, but in some in some you know vein here, they're trying to compete directly with meat by by trying to achieve the same texture and flavor and so on. It's like the the counterintuitive part here is. The vegans aren't going to want it because it's because they already abhor meat. It's it's why are you trying to make the product like meat if meat is the reason why you don't want to have the meat in the first place? But it, I, I also don't try to do a whole lot of logic with vegans because they're protein deficient and their brains aren't processing properly. Possible, that's, possible. That's their issues. I mean, there are people that are that are constrained by diet and by medical needs. And, and I get that, you know, pescatarians, for example, they, they just, you know, maybe they have hemochromatosis and can't process red meat very well. You know, that shit happens and it sucks. I get it. You know, maybe it's a guy who's uh, been a big red meat eater his entire life and suddenly he gets gout and, uh, and he can't eat it anymore. It's like, that sucks. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Any number of things. Like but. I mean, I see how like that. You know, I see how a, a, a plant source product could help them as like a crutch to get over that sudden change. And actually, let's let's go ahead and uh, maybe address kind of the elephant in the room with these hyper processed foodstuffs. Yeah. We need these hyper processed foodstuffs. We don't need sure. them here, but once we go up, we're going to need them because we're going to have to reprocess every single bit of waste. And every single bit of excess foodstuffs that we absolutely can. Oh, yeah. Until we have agriculture on the moon, on Mars. Yeah. In order. I mean, here's the thing is, is I, again, I, I don't knock people for wanting to try these products or enjoying them. I'm never going to enjoy them because I find them to be a bit revolting. But then again, people find things like chicken nuggets revolting. And, and it's funny to me because sometimes people only find it revolting after they figure out what they're doing to it. And, you know, they, they say the pink, you know, the basically the, the large slab of pink paste that becomes a nugget, and they go, but it's like, eh. Have you ever, like, you know, have you ever gutted a fish on your own? Like, you see all the stuff that comes out of it, and you go, Ugh, but you're not eating that part. 
But if you could, you want to make it at least appetizing at the end, you know? One of the things that people get uh, upset about with things like uh, killing animals is all the food waste. It's like, well, the same thing goes on with agriculture. It's just that you get to turn that back into fertilizer a little bit easier. Yeah, and I... Well, you know, let's actually (laughs) dig into that for just a quick second, because that's a worthwhile discussion to have. Because um, factory farms... Oh, hmm. Factory, uh, factory ranches, I should say. I mean, sure. factory farming is fine. If you're raising plants, you can kind of do oh, whatever. And, I'd say and animals. I'd say and animals. So there's, there's always going to be the issue of how well do you treat your animals. And, yeah, sometimes they aren't treated well. And that sucks. And that's, so I, I think, for instance, the laws that prevent people from being able to video uh, take video footage... Uh, on on a, a property like that, like there there are there are states that have laws specifically against the uh, a person taking unwanted video on a factory farm. Mind you, not on like a smaller farm, like on a factory farm. So a farm of a certain size and above, if you take video there that is that is not expressly permitted, um, then you are violating the law. Like if you are there with your friend and you take a, a five minute video of your friend hanging out with some lambs and, and enjoying your time there. Um, that is illegal in certain places. And that is, I think, f- just fucking bullshit. This is going to be your places with, like, big Tyson farms and that sort of thing. Sure. I mean, and, and again... I use Tyson be because they've to... actually got a bit of a uh, specific history sure. that anybody can look up. But again, like, they could be doing nothing nefarious uh, at the farm. And the mm-hmm. people involved could be doing something completely innocuous. And it would still be something where law enforcement could get involved if they so if they so chose, without without anybody else saying I want this to be an issue. Like, and that that is fundamentally, in my opinion, anti-American. But you know, whatever. Well, it goes against market freedoms. Oh, well, market freedoms, First Amendment, etc. Mm, sure. I mean, and what if what if they are doing something bad there? I think you know that's the public has the right to know kind of shit. Or um, at least a stated interest. Well, you've got... Uh, it's a complicated situation when you're dealing with private property rights and all that, but to... Uh, when it comes to prosecuting them under a law like that, that law is clearly unconstitutional. Yeah. Yeah, there's... um. Well, that's complicated debates. Or debates. Well, I think that a civil, a civil suit could certainly be made, but I think that a criminal... Um, a criminal trial is out of the question there. I think that that is an unconstitutional law. Again, I think that a civil suit is certainly within the uh, realm of possibility. Um, well, I think a lot of the law. arguments that you would often make in these kind of uh, legal situations are going to be based on you know, corporate law, and a lot of that is more about uh, retaining IP and that sort of thing. So a lot of what you would be getting isn't going to be uh, protected uh, like procedures or equipments or that sort of thing. It's just shit they don't want you to see. Again, like the, the thing, the principal thing here is that the civil side of it is entirely between the two parties that are involved in the civil suit. The criminal side of it needs to abide by constitution and flat out, like not allowing videotaping without quote express permission of the owner 
when it, like, again, could involve nothing to like the fact that a uh, person could film their friend enjoying time with the owner's permission, maybe you know, where one owner's permission, but the other owner doesn't know. Something like it's something as simple as that. Like there, that can raise that raises potential criminal liability for the people that are involved. Which is like, say, a farmhand who doesn't own the place says, "Yeah, go ahead," and then the owner later on says, "I never knew that happened," and then a cop could put them in the handcuffs potentially, mm. or at least you know they could get a summons. That and, is an uh, interesting um, legal argument. I have to, I have to admit. There is some. It, it, uh, there's something it's to it. I mean, it's stupid. It, yeah, I mean, this is a lot of this is untested in in court because a lot of this, thankfully, just doesn't. Ha- I mean, so for example, uh, an old Kentucky law: you weren't allowed to eat chicken with a fork in Kentucky. That was a law. Believe it or not, you know, it's like it's like well, why the fuck was that a law? I have no idea. But I knew like, that's one of those little factoids, you know, a hundred laws that are pointless kind of listicles and. Oh, I was like that, uh, you can't put pies on your uh, on your windowsill or something, kind of deals, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's it's a lot. Like, or for example, uh, the inverse of this, um, there's a whole bunch of there are a bunch of states that uh, don't have anti bestiality laws, and it's not because they permit people to fuck animals; it's because it doesn't didn't happen enough for them to make a law about it. Like you yeah, know, we or, don't we don't need to make they, a law about it. People are, people aren't. That awful. Certainly, certainly or, or, people or won't do something laws. that terrible. Or they had other laws that already covered it, that they were using in the first place. They didn't feel the need to make another law to cover it because they already had laws. Oh, it's... You know, it, it, it's, it's one of those... Yeah, it's one of those little deals, and it's like where maybe the law hasn't caught up with a specific issue that, that may or may not have been present enough at the time that the laws were kind of being postured across the country by their politicians. Sure, sure. You know, nowadays, if someone makes an anti-child porn law uh, in some state, then the rest of the states are like, "Oh, this is probably a good idea. We should all get on board with this right now." Now well, maybe we should make it a federal some, law. Some point. of the states, some of the states, I mean, right? Some of the states want to protect this, like say California. Yeah, yeah, they, um, they will. They will do that sort of thing, you know, because or they'll just hear, "Oh, Republicans are against this," then we clearly can't be for it. Well, not even necessarily Republicans. You know, it's just that you've got these individuals. They find themselves to the right of Stalin, and is that? Do you really want to be far right? You know, I mean, when we look at Stalin, he's to the right of like Mao, and and that's that's to the right, right? So if you're (laughs) farther right than that, then that means you're far right, right? Hmm. I mean, that's 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 the math, isn't it? I mean, it all. uh, there, I I think I get it. That is the math, the Common Core well, math. Yeah, I was going to say there's math of a certain variety involved. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> oh, and speaking of other things that don't add up, apparently the Democrats have started hating on um, drag queens themselves now. Oh yeah, have you heard uh... about this? There's this uh, Brazilian <laughs> drag queen that uh, Democrats. Oh, they are. They are just fiery about this person. Uh, you know, they oh God, went on to become so a legislator, <laughs> you know, an actual representative of their people and their community. And then these <laughs> these Democrats, they're just going to bring their hate and their fury and their bile to bear 
on this innocent drag queen. Like, obviously, we're... Uh, oh, yes, very innocent. I mean, we're obviously talking about Katara Ravash. <laughs> you know, uh, some some may know her as George Santos. Maybe, you know, you may be less familiar with uh, you know, that name. But provided that you uh you know you know the other if not now you now you have been filled in that uh, that is indeed where uh that oh man that that the franco uh, language i, came I out of almost face. that's gotta be horrifying i was almost able to make the joke but i would have laughed really really hard and it would have broken the whole thing so, <laughs> you done it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right all right all right Give me one yeah second. straight face time not happening <laughs> How how could they do this to such a ravishing trans representative? <laughs> I'm amazed I got that out. I really am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm being childish right now, but I'm gonna fucking enjoy it. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Um, Apparently, oh, yeah. uh, a frequent frequent drinker of Bud Light here. <laughs> uh. Good times. Yep. <laughs> okay, so uh, so the Santos uh, thing for one, there's two. Uh, there was one in Brazil of like some dumb bullshit theft thing, and there's like some little plea deal or something by saying I did it, and they're like, okay, fine, we'll drop the charge. Shut up. And then the uh, the other, this one is for the, the actual, like, whatever bullshit legal charges. I don't know if they're bullshit or not. They probably are. Then again, they pro- I, I don't fucking know about this uh, drag performer. All I know is that this innocent drag performer that is just trying to live <laughs> their true experience, you know, is just being just shit on left and right by the kind of people that should accept their truth. So anyway, uh, George Santos has pleaded non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that that was a thing, but apparently, oh, so, uh, I can't go ahead. No, no, that no, that's that's it. George Santos has pleaded non-existent in federal court. <laughs> we'll have to see if that even. Uh, I, I I shit you not. I will quote, Your Honor. I stand before you a fictitious character. This <laughs> happened. No, actually, it didn't. So uh, it, it didn't. So I just, I just wanted to, to touch on the whole Bud Light thing. <laughs> so this was funny as fuck. Yeah, there's there's not much so, more of a development on that since we last oh, discussed yes, it. There's more. There's oh, more. Well, it's um, basically it's just escalating I mean, from where it was. Oh no! Of course. I mean, sales are down more. Uh, uh, Dildo Main Danny is continuing to to uh, play victim, uh, which again, if it wasn't him, then it would be somebody else. That's not really the major problem here. The problem is the company. Yeah. Uh, and the the comp- sorry, the companies that hired him uh, would be you know not just Bud Light and the others, but also the advertising agency that Bud Light retained to choose this asshole. Uh, and uh, their, uh, their, their yeah. stock, their stock has been downgraded. Yes. Um, a marketer has come out to roast the company for just the ads disaster. <laughs> they destroyed our brand. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, they they might have been able to save it too. Being entirely honest, if they'd have just uh, bit the bullet and said, "Hey, we're sorry," 
yeah, you'd have never, you might have gotten kicked from all the gay bars, but then, you know, manly dudes would be like, oh, that's right, manly beer. As opposed to now, a manly dude. Oh, did, I don't know if we actually got to cover this one, uh, because I think it happened after our last episode, and that was uh, the, now, we don't know, but there is a rumored assault on a couple that had uh, purchased, that, excuse me, that was thought to have purchased some Bud Light. It was not. We don't, we, I don't think we. I don't think we covered that. I. I, I did hear about that. Um, that was unfortunate because, like, that's you know. It also might not roasting, have happened. Roasting people I, again. Yeah, it's it's also the one of those bus clapping kind of things. It, it's it's fine and dandy to to you know have your fun mocking the you know the idea of a person purchasing tranny fluid these days. Um, you know the al- the alphabet bars don't like it, and the uh, the normie bars don't like it. So they're getting hammered from all directions right now, which is just which is just so twenty twenty three to uh, to be by as a company. Uh, <laughs> Indeed, maybe uh... <laughs> the jokes rate themselves. This is so sad. You know, maybe they could add a little bit of pink to the. Uh... To the the blue can, maybe do the oh uh, the God. Bud Light in pink, and they'll have the pink and the blue. They'll have the whole bisexual lighting thing going on. It'll uh, it'll really kind of sell the brand to the people that they're marketing it to, you know. I mean, like you know, just just, and then you know the 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 shithead that they hired to uh, to be the brand ambassador. You know, he's still getting his ass kicked in media and public. You know, this is the same asshole. It, it, mind you, this asshole said that uh, not using his preferred pronouns is uh, is ground should be grounds for being arrested. It's like, I, I mean, that's just more reason for me to use my personal pronouns for him. Uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, and there was there's uh, recently um, um, you might know uh, Ms. Meyer, the uh, the comedian. Um, she uh, decided to make uh, make fun of Dildo Mainvaney on stage, and then had a whole bunch of assholes decide to uh, uh, storm the doors on exiting, uh, and make you know very very loud and clear that why they're leaving was because uh, Chrissy Meyer was uh, making fun of their saint. Oh yes, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Chrissy Chrissy's got some you know some spicy jokes, but it's a lot of it's pretty milk toast and mundane. Which you know, and, and credit to Chrissy, she's she's a legitimately funny person. Yeah, there's a lot of women uh, who, you know, like, who really are. Let's be honest, they're tryhards, and they yeah. kind of they, they, they aren't meant about for your vagina on stage. It's, it's, the trope is sitting there on stage and screaming about your vagina. It's like, oh, it's not funny when a guy sits there on stage and goes, ha, 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 my cock. Like, that's not why they're funny. It's clearly because there's something exaggerated beyond the size and scope of their joke, for example. <laughs> that's what she said. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> you see, that would be funny if she was on stage and said, Aha, that's what she said. Like, right. That's self-deprecating humor. That's perfect for that kind of scenario. Uh, and that's something that Chrissy Mayer would, and again, these are milk toast jokes that kind of write themselves, and that's fine. They're funny, especially if you are self-aware about how not funny the funny part is. <laughs> like, there's a whole meta to it that, that needs to be explored, and, and the reductive uh, trope is unfortunately characteristic of a lot of female comedians. And the same can be said for a lot of male comedians. What you don't see is a lot of the failed comedians that sit there on the stand-up 
mic, and bomb. Unfortunately, a lot of female comedians get elevated right up to the stage that's on television, and that's not where they need to start. Admittedly, Chrissy effectively started in that kind of realm by being on YouTube a lot. But again, when she bombs, she bombs. When she doesn't, she doesn't. But she also is legitimately a funny person, so that helps a lot. Some people have to work at the craft very, very, very hard and over time have to learn the skills to be funny. Well, let's be honest here. Any good comedian has to do that. It doesn't matter if you're a natural I I was getting to this point. I was getting to that point. Some people have to work harder than others to, to get the skills necessary to develop their, their talent and develop their act. Sure. Some people are better at that stuff at the get-go and don't have to bomb nearly as many times before they figure it out. Like, we can admit that shit. Like, the, the fact that they have to work on their humor over their entire career is kind of a given. You know, like, Tiger doesn't stop working on his golf swing kind of shit. Sure. Hmm. No, I get you there. Yeah, so some so Dodo Main Vaney got made fun of and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of training fluid suckers decided to storm the doors and uh, and leave and make it very clear that they were upset as they left. Which I think would be if I was a comedian at the mic, I would lose my shit laughing. This <laughs> just sounds like a really fun time. Like really, the only way that gets bad is if they come up on stage. At which point, I would still be laughing, but I would defend myself. Like I would be, I'd be making balk sounds as I tap the microphone on their forehead. You know, like yeah, you could say that uh, you you might say they put you in a self defense situation. Right. That's right. Oh no, bonk! Why are you still on here, bonk? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, good times. Oh, but uh, since we're on the topic of um, gendered pronouns here, we should probably uh, touch on something else that's, uh, honestly, a little bit of... Well, this is right up our alley, actually, because we do like to have the news behind the news. And this one is uh, deep level behind the news. So the lead juror of the uh, Proud Boys trial, the seditious Uh conspiracy trial, was on Twitter the whole time. Oh, yes, I saw that. That was stupid. Yeah, that asshole. And not only just on Twitter, but completely outside of the realm of uh, respectability. Like, um, just well, he was completely completely violating the fucking instructions that he was given by the judge. Oh yeah, and just yeah, just beyond the fact is yeah, what I mean to say there is beyond the fact that uh, this individual is completely violating the trust of the court and the actual legal orders of the court. Well, let's put it like this at the, the bottom line there is violating the rights of the people on trial. Yep. And when that happens, those trials are very hard to hold up in court. So, it will be very I'd be immediately filing for a mistrial. I mean, if, even if the guy is guilty, if I was his lawyer, I'd, I'd turn around a dime and say, mistrial, this shit needs to be redone. Absolutely. I mean, you'd, have to, you'd get dragged through and relitigate the entire fucking affair and probably come out with the same results. It's possible. Fair enough. After all, you're not going to get a fair trial in D.C. Right. But then again, you might be able to get bench trial. In which well, case... Yeah, and here's the thing. If, if, here's the thing. Even if, even if everything went basically exactly the same and it was still and it was actually a fair trial, let's just say, let's suppose that is the case. 
you'd still be getting an actual trial at that point and not a trial with a uh, fucking sniper involved. You know? Fair. Not with a, with a poison pill buried into the fucking uh, jury from the get-go. Like, that is just... That is unconscionable on a level that I cannot fully express in words. And I, I'm sure the guy thinks he's, nothing he did was wrong, which is equally bad. Oh, yeah, to be sure. A very, uh, very Fauchian point of view, you could say. Right. So, um, it's a Fauchian bargain. Indeed. <laughs> quite. Quite, sir. <laughs> yeah. Was he paid was he paid almost half a million dollars a year? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That depends on That'd the value of silver question. and how many pieces you can fit into a bag at one time. Right. <laughs> <sighs> well, hey now, I I've I have been in contact with a certain coin merchant and all I got from that shenanigans was a t shirt and a silver coin. <laughs> you, you think my loyalty be worth a little more more, huh? <laughs> you might think. You might think. Mm. Oh, on the <clears throat> excuse me. On the topic of loyalty, um, uh, Chile uh, has well has a, has a thing that happened. Uh, they uh, they got a new president recently, uh, millennial, as a matter of fact, uh, socialist even. And... Oh, shit. I, I'm sorry, I don't want to break into like this too much, but just a minor, minor correction. Oh, sure. So, uh, and, and you have it on screen, mind you, but for the people listening of course. Um, later on, I was wrong. Uh, the sales at Dollar Tree, I, I just noticed it on the screen, you still have it up. The sales at Dollar Tree for the uh, Beyond Burgers patties are a buck twenty-five a pack, not a buck thirty. Mm, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. That, was, that, was, that, that is something I should clear up. Though. Fair. Anyway, Chili Millennial... Um, and I know exactly where you're going with this, and I think it's yeah, yeah. So uh, Chile, it is uh, what it is. <laughs> yeah, they're um, well, you know, sometimes you sometimes you, you put things to a vote, and that's what happens. So anyway, well, um, you know, at least they had a second vote. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> at least they still had that. Well, um, in uh, in a true personification of the rotful copter. The uh, the uh, the mandate there was by this uh, you know newly installed socialist. Well, you oh know, he him absolutely went in deep on this, and they they oh, wrote yes, a brand new constitution. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right on par with Venezuela. You know, they got the empanada out of the desk, took a little bite, oh, and they presented it to the people, and the people. The people, they fueled up their helicopters, my friends. They did. <laughs> so the elections were held, and they got a new constitutional assembly, and it was decisively won by the, um, <laughs> by we'll call them the Republican <laughs> Party. Uh, they are also known as the po- Pinochetists, and uh, by them and the conservative party, the uh, Chile Seguro, in uh, 38 and 21% uh, respectively. So the yeah. uh, right-wing block is uh, not merely a majority, but a supermajority. And we'll be rewriting the already fairly conservative Constitution of Chile to a much more ironclad document. Yeah. Chile just did something that, that every generation kind of should be going through, but hopefully not on a national scale like that. That is uh, seeing the consequences of stupid ideas in person 
which really cements that lesson. Right that is to say, through the back of the mind. F A F O, hashtag. A hundred percent. Again, this is the kind of shit you're supposed to be going through, like in school government, or <laughs> you know, the kid shows up and says lollipops for everyone, and then it never happens because why they fucking can't do it. And then the next year they go, well, you know, show me some proof of these lollipops, motherfucker. I'm not going to vote for you on a promise. And then eventually it gets cemented in their heads. Oh, yeah, politicians lie and they're all pieces of shit. So next time they promise me free shit because reasons, I know it's come out of my pocket. Yeah, that money's it's always going to come cementing, from somewhere. Cementing that idea into, the, into their minds is supposed to happen when they're younger. Which clearly is not happening for everybody in our country, let alone for other countries, which is sad. But, you know, yeah, it's just like having kids that earn an allowance have to pay for their own shit and then having, like, you know, a group fund, like stuff like that really cements home the idea that you have to earn the stuff you get. And that needs to, like, continue to happen in society. And we're just, we're, that kind of stuff's falling apart because parents aren't being parents anymore. That's a whole different issue. But Chile has, uh, has got a, a very fresh uh, very fresh version of this in their minds now. Good for them. I'm happy that that happens. Good for them. I get, I, I, again, the major thing here is at least they had another set of elections that could fix that problem. Because oftentimes, when they go down that road, they end up with a dictatorship. Mm. That is... They... they they fucking skirted the razor edge on that one and and somehow came out ahead. Bravo. Truly. Truly. I mean, look at Venezuela. That's where they could have headed. They could have gone down that road and they voted themselves out of it. We'll see where they actually end up. So let us, uh, let us just remind everyone that it is worth your time to vote, and you absolutely should. Yeah. Right up, like, uh, right up, think... and in, right up until... And past the point that your vote doesn't matter. It's still worthwhile to go through the actions. Because once you're done doing the things that you have to do to make it so that votes matter again, you're going to have to go back to voting. So you might as well stay in practice. And again, uh, same thing down that down that, uh, that base philosophy there. The act of not voting is voting. Um, yeah, you're, you're still... By choosing not to act, you have made a choice. Yeah. Now, if that choice is taken from you, that's different. But if you are given that choice and you maintain that choice and then you make the choice not to vote, like that, I mean, so I, I by, by, uh, uh, by the um, election commission, got fucked out of a vote one year by my signature not matching. So that was me being disenfranchised, but again, by my choice to vote by mail uh, over distance. Now, I was out of state, and that was my choice fine it happens but that still came down to my personal choices affecting the manner in which i was trying to enfranchise myself now if you are if that choice is stripped from you outright by class you know say back in the day when you could not vote if you were black that was a thing that sucked that is that is the kind of shit that you're actively choosing to emulate by not making a choice now, there are people that choose not to vote outright by, not just by laziness, but out of direct choice, say, I'm not voting because I feel, you know, insert reasons here. That's completely different, in my opinion. Same kind of deal where you're making the choice, but it's a different choice. Sure. Yeah, that, Certainly. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, 
you know, so if barring disenfranchisement not being a factor, it is a choice to vote or to not vote. Because if you if you vote for nobody, that is a vote. And so that that actually brings me to another thing I should say on this one: the the people who come out and say, "Well, if you didn't vote, then you don't have the right to complain." Fuck you, because I if I didn't vote, I made the choice anyway. I absolutely uh, have the right. To no, no, no. I I will put some weight to that. If you made the choice not to vote actively, then maybe. I'm not going to listen as well as if you had. I but but if you were just a lazy fuck, if you were just a lazy fuck that was like, nah, I'm going to smoke a bong today a couple times and not go out and vote. Nah, fuck you. Fuck you a million fucking okay, times. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think the, the, the stated point there that you know I'm not going to listen to you, I think that part's legitimate. I think telling someone they don't have the right to complain, I think that part's stupid. Mm. Like that's basically the basis okay, as, of our whole country as, is the right to complain. As a purely I, I know, it's, it's, as it's a, a purely logical change. statement, I will agree with you. As an insult, I will disagree. Because I'm I'm just gonna tell somebody else. But at this point we're we're splitting hairs here kinda. No, I here's the thing, I agree. Insults are fair game. Fair game. Sure. It's here, here, good example here. I mean, let's just go back to Doldomain Vaney. The fact that uh, he doesn't want to be called a he/him. Fuck you! I don't like you. It's an insult. Good. Well, yeah, and <laughs> and you like to use the term Doldomain Vaney, whereas I prefer the term woman impersonator. You know. Sure. You know, everybody's got their options. I I wonder which one uh, that fellow would find more uh, more offensive, but. Who knows? I mean, I think, I think, I think, explicitly naming him on, in repetition after, after the thing he's trying to cut off, but won't actually do because he's a pervert. Well, uh, now the thing I about think, that, I think calling him out in repetition like that might hurt his feelings a little more. You know, actually, I think I might have a bit of the uh, source of our difference. But he might be there. right. He, he he might be he might be more upset with the fact that you're calling him out as just being fake. That might be more insulting than the fact that I'm calling him out for what he is. Well, the thing about it is, I th- <laughs> I think he's actually not an autogynophile. You think, you think he's not? Yeah, I think he's actually... I don't think he's trans or an autogynophile. I think he is actually just a gay man that wants to be as powerful... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I think that ultimately, yeah, he's just a grifter. Yeah, actually, long I still and short. think, though, that... that Calling him out as fake in any dimension is still going to piss him off. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, of course. But, you know, I think because we got the... Listen, I if, you, if you're a tranny, here. if you're a tranny, you're not going around... Okay, I guess maybe if you're in porn or something, maybe, I guess, I don't know. But if you're and, a tranny, yeah, well, you're not going to be going around singing a fucking song about your bolt. Okay? <laughs> Or going out of your house with a fucking five o'clock shadow, okay? You're going to get that shit laser, electrode, or something. Fuck. Moreover, on that point, though, you're not going to go... You're not going to be a brand ambassador for facial hair removal. Right? (laughs) Like, shit razors. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, shave your fucking pits or something, dude. Like, something that women do. Like if you're trying to market, oh, no, here, here, ladies, admittedly, there are women with facial hair like that. I mean, I'm not talking about like look, you know. Women I mean, not like, like he has. But yeah, I'm not talking about that. Like you know, but like like lip hair removal, that kind of sh- like that's all legitimate. Sure, it just happens that he has a hell of a lot more. Of it to take yeah, off. yeah. 
I mean, the, the guy's got a full-on Italian beard going. You know, props to him for growing it out and uh, consistent and not patchy. But at the same time, uh, you're a man, dude. <laughs> That's a dude, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> That's a man, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. What a fucking poser. Uh, yeah, that, actually, yes. That's a word that we need to start bringing back in because literally, and and I mean it's literally, poser. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we have an actual woman impersonator here that has been brought on to, well, you know, what, what can we say? In Joe Biden's America, the best woman is a man. So, uh, well, with that, with literally, the, yeah, woman of the year. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, head of the Navy. You know, the best woman for the job has got to be a man. The man in charge of uh, health in the United States. The, uh... mm-hmm. Sure enough. Sure enough. But uh, since we're on the note of the Bidens here, I, I don't, well, I know you're aware. I don't know if our listening audience would be aware, but there was, of course, the... Uh, there's these investigations that are kind of going on involving the uh, family crimes <laughs> involving yeah. the Bidens and all. And, um, well, what James Comer, they've, they got about 10 people that they've wanted to bring in for questioning. Unfortunately, nine of those individuals have, uh, either disappeared off the face of the earth, <laughs> uh, committed suicide in incredibly suspect manners, Oh, they, they had an order replaced on the hotline, okay. Yeah, or they're in jail, or they're just fucking missing. So, of the ten individuals that have direct knowledge of this, one, one is still available. Yeah. That's, um, that should horrify everyone. And it's, yeah. uh, shall we say, Clintonian aspect. Yeah. Might be some Arkansas going on. I mean, I say that in jest at the same time. Come the fuck on. Yeah, well, Arkansas side, yeah. Uh, so actually, something I would uh, wanted to poke at, and it's just in brief, because this is something that, um, that was brought up to me actually by Bats uh, in DMs. Uh, it's something I, I just it can, I can touch on that briefly. And this is uh, my experience versus what has been shown by somebody else uh, thing. And it's, only, it's largely relevant only because Elon commented on it. Um, oh, would that be the, uh, WhatsApp, the Mexican fella? WhatsApp. No, no, no. WhatsApp um, uh, listening while you are uh, while you're not oh, using it. Yes, indeed. So here's the thing. That is, hasn't gotten a lot of reporting, and I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Well, it's, I think this is important because I think it might be down to this person using it. <laughs> you think? I, I mean, and maybe they're using it on iOS, and that's and it's just giving it permission for it to do its thing. Um, but it, it's been my experience, and I can I can track the permissions because you know I, I have that feature on Android. Um, I can I can watch and see when it uses it and when it doesn't, and it only uses it when I use the microphone to record voice for voice messages. I, I, I literally it doesn't even use it when I just have the app open. Hmm. 
So well, I can see when it's using it. Right. So I, again, this is this is anecdotal here. This is my device, my personal experience of using it. So, but the, the issue is that the the media attention towards this is also entirely driven by an anecdotal experience, anecdotal evidence. Um, it, it's evidence that this person produced from their phone. I'm I'm assuming good faith here, which is also an issue. So, uh, without having any kind of a yeah, you know, this, this can be equally be said of me. Without having any kind of forensic backing to it that is uh, impartial and independent, there really isn't any way to justify the uh, um, the evidence one way or the other. So this person coming forward with this saying that it's listening in all the time, like again, I I could see it happening, but I don't see it happening on my device. So That's I'm fair. perfectly willing to accept that that happens because it's fucking Facebook behind this shit. So clearly it could happen. You know, and I don't blame people for not using it. I use it pretty much entirely because my girlfriend kind of has to use it uh, for us to be able to communicate. So I'm not going to not use it just because of, of something like this. Um, you know, preferentially, I would use something else, but it is what it is. So I would just say this isn't like that story floating around. Like I, If you already have it installed, I would just recommend viewing the permissions yourself in the usage and seeing when it was using the microphone and when it wasn't. And if it matches up when you're using it, I wouldn't worry. But, you know, if you find an anomaly, maybe tell somebody, and that'd be interesting. Maybe some, maybe we can have enough people pooling evidence that there's actually a problem. Maybe it's a specific version or a specific version of Android or iOS or whatever. Um, maybe it's maybe it's listening to other devices without you knowing you know, maybe there's a way to bypass permissions, and this person caught it somehow by by some fluke. Okay. Basically, I think there's more. I think I think more attention should be paid. That's kind of the bottom line here. You know, this I'm a scientist at heart as well as an engineer, so my obvious answer here is going to be I need more data. <laughs> but and you know, clearly there's an extensive there's a point at which that kind of should come. Okay, we should come to a conclusion, and then we can get more data later if you want. But we should come to a conclusion. I don't think we're at that point yet. I think we need more data before we can say anything concrete about this. I think this is one person's experience, as as spooky as that was. Either they were doing it uh, intentionally, or some other some other explanation has to be found here. Because if it's not replicated on my end, I don't see it as a replicatable event unless someone else has replicated it already. But without this being out there already, like if someone independently verified this before it got all this attention, I'd be more inclined to believe it. So I mean that's that I mean, that's obviously that's a lot more words that need than really need to be around this at this point, but I think that that's kind of lays out the roadmap of my future thoughts on this if it gets revisited. Okay, well, that's fair. But uh, here I thought you were gonna lead us into something else a little bit with that, but uh, I guess. Oh, no, sorry to point on that one. It was not as as fun as a story as it as it could have been. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I've got another yeah, so fun story to lead I think into. It's, I think it's a positive. I think it's a more positive thing, you know, that we don't immediately have this major problem with a, a popular service. Hmm. Anyway, you had uh, you had a, a slightly more interesting. Oh, fuck! We're half past pumpkin hour here. Yeah, anyway, but... you had a more positive thing. No, so actually, I more, don't. More interesting, rather. No. I meant to say interesting. You have a more interesting thing to talk about. Maybe we'll have to see. 
It's gonna play itself out, and it might okay. self, it might play itself out in a written Halsian manner. I sincerely oh, hope so. But this is not Wisconsin. We're talking about an indictment. We're talking about New York City. Oh yeah, and yeah, the this, subway. This, and I have a Jordan positive note on this one at the end. I have a positive note to put on the end. Oh good. Well, I hope so. But um, what I've got, and what I will be including is the um, Daniel Perry video from the moments immediately following uh, the individual passing oh. out. And that would be... Yeah, when, when, uh, when he them putting him the into... Position. Exactly that, yes. And then being, congrat- being uh, uh, not congratulated, but thanked by other passengers for doing a good job and doing a good deed. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah. How about that, huh? Yeah, and then, of course, uh, by way of this video that I'll be including, you'll be able to see that uh, there was only one white person involved in this altercation, and there's only one person being charged in this altercation. How about that, Brag? How about that, Bragfag? How about that? Well, you'd think that the other two people having been accessories to this crime, if it is a crime, Mm -hmm. um, would have been charged as parties to it, but no. Now, I did see that he's being charged with manslaughter of one degree or another. I think it's second degree manslaughter. Um, I think that sounds right. Which, which again, we, I, I mean, I mentioned this before. Um, if this guy was to be charged, it would be first. It would be most likely to succeed as manslaughter because it was could be ruled as an accidental death. And so, I mean, the fact that he's being charged with that is not a surprise to me. Um, that is something that a reasonable DA would reasonably charge with mm. if if they were to charge. Again, I wouldn't say it's reasonable, but I would say that it is not unreasonable that a DA might charge this. Sure. You know, all things considered. Because, well, yeah, okay, the guy, A person died, a person died, and it was not strictly in a clear self-defense situation. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, you know, there, that, there's the argument to be made that it problem. is a self-defense situation, but that's why you yeah. would you would take right. this to a grand jury, but you would present more than uh, it seems what was presented to. <laughs> well, sure, and I think that's where we have the problems that start to come up. Again, if I was a DA and I was charging it and I was being reasonable about it, I'd say, okay, we need to get a grand jury convened and look at this evidence. Here's the evidence. Here's what we see. You know, there, there's the possibility that this was not strictly speaking self-defense. Now, maybe and, this should be sussed out in court. And then the whole thing too. There's like, okay, well, here's the whole thing. You know, the guy was being belligerent, had threatened some individuals right. directly that very right. moment. Has a history of doing so. So it's like, yeah, there's, there's was already on this. fucking warrants. You know, mm-hmm. let's not forget that there was a felony warrant that was already out for him. Precisely that. Any number of different reasons why things oughtn't to be handled the way they are. Yeah. But no. But no, indeed. But you said you had a uh, bit of a positive spin on there, right? Yeah. So um, obviously, the uh, obviously there's a, a GoFundMe for the uh, Neely guy that got up to you know seventy three k or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, irrelevant. Um, you know, look, his family finally giving a shit, crass as it might be. At least they're finally giving a shit. I'll give him mm. that much credit. Oh, that's cold. Yeah, ice cold. Assholes. Uh, but that, um, is, that is the that is the, the coldness of the grave. 
Oh, speaking of, so, uh, since since we're doing, yeah, that, I do I do want to just take that. a quick moment though before I forget and congratulate George Floyd on his extended sobriety. Good job, <laughs> good job. So you were saying? Well, I mean, speaking of sobering facts here, then um, yeah. the uh, the gentleman who uh, who took out Neely um, and and defended the rest of the the uh, train car, mm-hmm. um, his gifts and go has broken a million dollars. So at least he'll have the money to potentially fight out a long drawn out court. That he is going to need a lot of that. Right. I think at the end of it, you know, if especially if it's promised to him whatever remains at the end for him to, you know, try to rebuild back his life after his reputation's been destroyed like this. Um my guess is that he's not gonna get very much of it at the end. But I hope that he gets something, you know, maybe you know, at least enough to get above. far as fuck away from New York City. Right. It, Something to move his life on, physically and and emotionally, if you will. Certainly. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah that's that, that's the I? good news. That's the silver lining on the shit <laughs> shit colored cloud. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> he's he's at least gotten some capital under him to be able to afford a lawyer for you know at least five minutes up there in New York. Well, that's good. Those guys chew through cash like nothing else. Yeah, they really do. I mean, even even a court appointed up there is pretty fucking awful. And uh, I guess since we're kind of getting near the end here, I'm going to just read a. Um, I'm going to read a. We'll say a, a very short essay by uh, Don Wilson. Um, you can follow uh, Don at uh, at DNS Wilson on Twitter, and it's just a very thoughtful take on COVID. Where uh, wherever you stand politically or. You know, religiously, whatever. I think you'll find this worthwhile. And then after this, we got like one or two more little things, and then we'll just kind of wrap. But I'd like to share this with you. Yeah, okay. A lot of people are getting upset having their conduct during COVID compared to Germans supporting the rise of Nazism. Let's recapitulate. A fifth of the population was legally classified as unclean. They were barred from most public spaces, including theaters, restaurants, movies, pubs, clubs, swimming pools, sporting events, concerts, conventions, etc. To access public facilities, people had to carry a digital mark with them so the authorities could confirm they weren't unclean. The unclean were fired and barred from most jobs, education, healthcare, courts, all public sector work, most major union jobs, and a wide smattering of major private employers. When they were fired, the unclean were denied employment insurance, the reason being that they had been fired for cause on account of being unclean. The unclean were barred from travel on trains, planes, and chartered boats. They had no legal means of leaving the country. Even if they wanted to, they could not escape the country that obviously hated them so. It had become illegal to socialize with the unclean. They weren't allowed to attend weddings or funerals or visit sick relatives or friends in hospitals. Special laws were made for the unclean, subjecting them to house arrest if they were around a person who had recently had a positive PCR test. The unclean had to continue to cover their faces in public when universal masking was dropped. It became socially acceptable to wish death upon the unclean in social media and in major news organizations. Public health figures and other politicians gave press conferences to shame and insult the unclean. The public developed shared pejorative names for them and relished in insulting the unclean. 
news media ran regularly polls asking if the unclean should be arrested or fined. Public figures openly and proudly spoke about withholding medically necessary health care from the unclean, letting them die. The unclean were removed from organ transplant lists, condemning them to almost certain death. No end date for these measures was ever suggested, no timeline given. To the contrary, this was called the, quote, new normal. Criticizing any of these developments made you a social pariah and likely cost you most of your friendships and family relations, if not your job. The lesson of the Holocaust and of COVID isn't that Germans or Albertans or the people of the 21st century are uniquely gullible or evil. It's that for most people, morality is not a matter of principle, but rather of adopting what they perceive to be the dominant group ideology, even if that ideology is marked by wanton irrationality or brutal inhumanity. Indeed, as in certain cults or gangs, the brutality or irrationality of the act or beliefs required to signal group inclusion further entrench the people into the ideology rather than repel them. A kind of perverse sunk cost fallacy writ large. So yes, if you're a typical person, Albertan, Canadian, or otherwise, it is overwhelmingly likely that you would have been a Nazi if you were born in Nazi Germany. If you cheered along with lockdowns and mandates, that likelihood approaches certainty. Repent. I'll be including a link to that, uh, that wonderfully constructed uh, little speech there for everyone to uh, share with anyone you would like because it just perfectly encapsulates the, uh, uh, just the nature of uh, the culture we well, found ourselves funny. in. The way that was centered with Canada... It's funny because the final solution arrived after the end of the crisis. Mm, funny indeed. I mean, it's not funny haha either. No, no. Not a laughing matter at all. But, as we like to end this thing on a positive note, I do have a good story, but uh, was there anything else you were wanting to cover before we get to that? Uh, you know, I mean, anything I you know, I get desperate to cover here, if it pops into my brain, I'll, I'll scream it out. All right. I don't... I think we're okay. We had a pretty good full show here, I think. Well, we covered the things that I I really wanted to get to. There's some stuff involving... Uh, oh, what the fuck's the name of that group? Uh, Patriot Front, I think. And they uh, might glow like the fucking sun. But I'm waiting for a little well, bit more data to really go deep allow on me to Allow me to at least offer an insult of polarity here. Um, you know, they could at least change their fucking outfit. <laughs> Yeah, there were a number of them that were all wearing the same. You say that. All but... they're missing, all they're missing, is the giant yellow FBI letters in the front and back. Well, problem is, it doesn't appear they're FBI. But uh, the most recent thing is a picture of some of them getting arrested, oh. all wearing the same boots, which are also Marine Corps issue. Anyway, oh, I can't, I can't remember what what fucking uh, thing it was. There was something where a politician was had some sort of poll or whatever or some sort of piece of uh, publication they were presenting in public. And the thing I, I found was funny about it was that it had the, uh, the, the, the coloration of it involved the Ukraine flag colors. It was something to do with California. And I, I can't remember what the fuck it was. But I just found it, I just found it funny. <laughs> it had the Ukraine yellow and blue. 
involved. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to derail too much here. Uh, uh, yeah, no please worries. continue. No worries at all. Like I said, I've just got one more decent story to cover, and that's uh, in your own home state. Something rather promising. Oh, I know it's something I did want to cover here. Yeah, what's that? And I think you're gonna go. With, I think you're gonna get to it right away there, which is, involves uh, certain things being barred <laughs> by <laughs> by by Florida <laughs> that the federal government's not gonna be happy with. And fuck them. <laughs> mm, we might be talking about the same thing. That involves child predation and certain gun rules. Uh, uh, not the former, but definitely the latter. So um, yeah, no, no, but the former is is pretty facile. Uh, but the latter, I think, is the one we want to home in on. Please, yeah. by all means, take the victory lap. So what's happened here is they have banned the use of credit card tracking codes for any firearm related purchase, and yeah. that's problematic. Uh, no, long and short is, yeah, well, what's, uh, ah, fuck it. I'll just read DeSantis's uh, release on it. It's short. There's been a movement among massive credit card companies to basically monitor the transactions of firearm retailers and individual consumers through unique codes that they're calling merchant uh, category codes or MCCs for short. And, uh, just to pause that we've actually gone into that a little bit. Once it started mm, dropping, yeah. they have been rolled back because they got enormous pushback as well. They should. Anyway, continuing. And so this is a new code. It only applies to either retailers that sell firearms or consumers that purchase, and it's not even really limited to that. Because, as you know, there are sporting goods stores that sell firearms. They also sell a bunch of other stuff. You could buy hunting. You could buy sporting goods. Here's for a, a link to a tweet for you. Oh, I've, I've actually I, got DeSantis' thing here. I'm going to just... Well, I, just I was just going to say that the, the other thing... I'm sorry. It was, not, it was not child predation, at least not explicitly. It was uh, digital currency. Mm. Uh, federal digital currency. And that's not out of Florida. I believe that's out of Minnesota, isn't it? Oh, uh, it involves uh, Governor DeSantis. So, you know what? I'll click through. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. It's trending politics, which is, like I said, the, the conservative. Oh, no, that would be actually. No, that uh, that adds a whole nother layer, actually. Because no, this is DeSantis signed legislation that explicitly prohibits it then. Yeah, that's two states. Yeah, because it was, uh, yeah, Florida. Ah, here we go. Yeah, because this is actually within, um, oh, shit, they were within a few days that they were proposed. Uh-huh. Uh, North Carolina passed theirs, uh, shit, like a week ago. So in North Carolina, <laughs> they've banned CBDCs in the state. So there can... I'll, I'll, get, I'll talk about this after you get through with the... Uh, the and the we, we actually stuff. have kind of talked about CBDCs at a bit of length, too. But they... <coughs> yeah. Jeez, excuse me. Anyway, North Carolina has banned CBDCs, and now uh, DeSantis has signed the same thing into law. So that makes two fairly sizable markets, one of which is incredibly sizable, a complete non-starter for a central bank digital currency. Yes, the dollar is kind of that. But that was what I was going to get to. Not exactly. Just, so I was just going to say that all of the issues, virtually all the issues that people have with a CBDC exist right now with the dollar mm-hmm. and while True. it isn't centralized and and, and rigor, rigorously proposed and formalized in the same way that a cbdc would uh ingrain these problems into the system the problems exist now and recognizing where they are and when they are now will allow people to make concrete arguments as to why fixing them into the system by design is a bad idea yeah well that's that's and an it, excellent excellent point 
the system as it exists today can be fixed if you build in the problems that require a fix into the new system. I mean, that's that's base it's, level. It's it, it can't be unfucked because it will have been made fucked from the beginning. Exactly. The, the thing is, they're not intrinsic problems, at least the majority of them are not intrinsic problems yeah. to the, the kind of the, the uh, um, self-assembled system we have today. Sure, yeah. The kind of cobbled together hodgepodge of networks that have become our monetary system today do not have these these fundamental flaws that CBDCs must have, and that is that is a, a currently a benefit, and it's unfortunate because if the problems still exist. But at least again, we can in principle fix them. The the uh, fundamentally building them into the into the system from the ground up is bad, and being able to articulate these problems in the context of the current system, I think is something that people should be focusing on as well. That way when they when people say, ah, but the dollar already, it's like, yeah, okay, well, here's the problem and why it would need to be present in CBDCs and potentially how we could fix it. That kind of split that makes one look bad and one look good and proposes a solution to the problem instead of the problem as the solution, that would be CBDCs, that is a, that is a, a fundamental practice of argument we should be engaging in to sharpen those those tools come politics season so to speak yeah we don't want a mott and bailey we want a, we want a fucking solution right anyway so yeah the the uh, these bands are, are fucking great <laughs> it also fixes the problem of someone coming along and doing the short version of what i proposed before uh which is that the dollar already has these issues because then they'll say well what's the problem because you already have to deal with all this shit it's like, yeah, but you know, maybe we have the chance of unfucking it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, listen, it's not written that. into the core code. We can we can fix it still. It's it's not... It is fucked, but it can be unfucked. You know, only most dollars are digital right now, not all of them. Right, right, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, we could actually stop, you know, turning every dollar into nine more. I mean, let's be fair. It's not super likely, but... The tools exist to actually do it. <sighs> well, anyway, I get eh, still, still two states. Right, that's a start. It's good news, you know. Being real, things are a little crazy, and I mean, if we're being honest, this this week we've had a little bit more good news than we normally do. So, yeah. keep your fingers crossed, folks, and let's hope we can have a couple more of these. Okay, we. I think these are solid wins to go ahead on. I think this is pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, you know, take them where you can get them, folks. Oh, and, and uh, Disney, um, Disney's uh, Disney Plus losing like four million subscribers overnight, and their stock plummeting by fucking eight percent recently. It could <laughs> be that they uh, maybe changed the leadership on one of their more popular properties. You don't think? Nah, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Oh, and in so other, uh, in other numbers, non-news with Disney, we're still counting down. Next year, mm-hmm. the mouse goes public. What oh, are yeah. you going to do in an election year, Disney? What are you going to do? I'll be very <laughs> curious to see these plays, especially with the place that they've stationed themselves in the uh, social situation of our time. 
I have a feeling that just uh, just maybe we might be seeing some very interesting mouse-based films in uh, late 2024, 25, just maybe. Well, you know, I'll say this. If they can find a way to unfuck what they've done with Star Wars and Marvel, um, you know. Hey, maybe. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Is, is the Marvel movies, most of them are basically just popcorn-worthy. You know, the, as far as the universe building has been doing, um, <laughs> Yeah, all you have to do is just say, "Oh, yeah." Um, uh, so anyway, uh, we're re- we're introducing the "What If" series. That was all just a "What If." So we're going back to the main story. Yeah, right. yeah the the, uh, the MC- and then Wolverine the woke up. The fourth phase MCU just uh, bombed horribly. <laughs> well, that all yeah, happened on Earth seven ninety eight. So anyway, right. we're going back to the original Earth, and we're going back to those old stories that you know and love. Yeah, bizarre world. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed how cube-shaped the planet looked from space in those movies. (laughs) And if you don't have it on physical media, I'm just saying, it might. It wouldn't be the first time we've done that shit. Yeah, actually, we went over this last week because uh, fucking Spielberg's dumbass is like, you know, maybe I shouldn't have fucked with E.T. and made it into uh, something of today instead of a product of its time with the statements it needed to make at the time it was made. You know, it's it's funny. I I, um, I watched. You know, speaking of, of big uh, big directors, so James Cameron's uh, second Avatar movie. I actually I went ahead and watched that one, and I gotta say it's you know it's pretty good. It's exactly the same as the first movie. It's just with water, yeah, but um, it's got a little bit more racism. Let's be fair. You know, it does pander a little more. bit more to uh, you know. You know, there's some group. new insults which I think are funny. Yeah. Um, you know, and you've got some interspecies racism, you know, because as, as we all know, James Cameron is all about the uh, the racism amongst uh, members of the same species group. So, um, so I mean, it, it clearly yet another rehash of Ferngully, which is another rehash of Pocahontas, which is yet another rehash of yet another rehash of some obscure Latin uh, story that I can't remember the title of off the top of my head. Which is Not probably a rehash of something in Sanskrit, but anyway. Sure, exactly. I mean, you know, it's always the uh, the the um, the turncoat protector that that uh, that saves the day for the locals. And while that's a fantastic story and a fantastic set of tropes, mind you, it's it's brilliant for cinema and the theater. Um, it has to be done in a certain way. And again, the funniest part to me of, this, of the whole thing is the proximity of the first movie that it is so close to the same damn shit. And I can't wait for the third installment, which will be guaranteed to be the. When it comes down, it looks like it looks like a uh, like a like one of those multi-part quests in an MMO, where it's the same exact storyline, but it's with uh, of the same 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 exact type of characters in a different setting. So the first one was the forest, the second one is the ocean. So oh. I'm guessing the third one's the third oh, man. one's fingers get, crossed. Like, sewer pits. level, sewer level, sewer level, sewer level, right. fucking right. sewer level. Come on. Or like, or like the undead dungeons, you know, something like that. It's going to be something like that. Nah, You're going to have a third nah, installment nah, in nah, that nah, place. I, I want the Avatar Battletoad sewer race. That's it. You're not going to make me and, happy uh, about that. They've got the potential now for uh, for the general or the commander, whoever the fuck it was, the mercenary commander from the first movie who came back in the second movie as not him because, you know, he got killed, uh, but survived this one and has a son. we got a new arc, a new arc for movie, for movie three. Or they've got to have father-son bonding time <laughs> for, for three hours on screen, which, again, not knocking the length. I think that it was it took a lot of time for the detail of the story that was presented, and I like the story. I, I, it's just that it's derivative in such close proximity to the exact same story 
in the first movie. So, in my opinion, popcorn worthy. And if uh, if you find it on a discount, worth a watch. Um, it's not you know there's not a whole bunch of woke shit in there. So that is also that might you know the fact that it's on a different planet helps a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as, as I said, alone, it, it but, you know you know openly can um, openly can. <laughs> Uh, what else is promote certain things not promotes uh condones yes it openly condones it, racism you know fa- fair 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 point it doesn't doesn't promote it does condone it um yeah i mean nobody's like oh hey that's a good insult you said about those other uh cat people whatever the fuck you're called well i well, keep, keep they just keep it, they just kind of rolled be fair, no, be fair the, the 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 team group there was in fact congratulating each other they were having that circle jerk of stupidity they, they had that they had that bully circle jerk and it was funny because you see the exact it's playground shit. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, oh my god, it was it was very funny. But again, if if you know, I, I got it for whatever the fuck it was on Amazon, which obviously means I don't have a physical copy. Which mistake as it was is what it is. I thought oh, like that's okay. It. Um, yeah, if you can't own physical media, just have copies of the media that you oh. own. Yes, you are entitled to a copy of the media that you own license to. Yeah, you act, um, like actually, literally in um, in it's almost every law. place that anyone is listening to this, you are entitled to a copy of any media that you own. Now, the means by which you obtain that copy might be an issue because there that's are true. claims against that me- against some means of, of obtaining copies. But yeah, that's true. There are there are some companies that don't like you acquiring. Don't like you having copies of media that you already own, unless now, you have gone illegal, certain. It is not illegal to be illegally distributed a copy of one of these because you are entitled to the ownership. The, rece- the receipt. So unlike other goods that could be considered stolen, this is not this is not a theft, and therefore it does not fall under the receipt of stolen property. So now you know i'm not a lawyer blah 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 but the point is here if the double a mafia come with a nasty gram talk to a lawyer and allow them to laugh yeah. the other assholes letter into the garbage bin but if you're at all concerned about this sort of thing do consult your uh, local ordinances and laws state and uh, federal oh yeah i mean i mean i only have good knowledge of us law on this and again i'm not a lawyer so i don't have great knowledge but, i'm fully willing to admit that one but that being said you know there are any number of places where things can be acquired that you very possibly already have the rights to. So feel yeah. free to own what you own because you should. My favorite part of that is it's not illegal for a company to encrypt things in such a way that you can't make a copy, but it is perfectly legal for you to obtain the copy, which leaves this massive gray area open in the law. There is that. There is that. And then, of course, it's also... answers to some of those questions, those would have come about in the late 90s and early 2000s with CD rippers and DVD rippers and such. Now, and, and speaking of DVD rippers, by Divix specifically here, and uh, and the uh, um, Blu-ray consoles, um, the <laughs> my favorite part of that is where the free speech came in to crush certain lawsuits uh, against T-shirts. <laughs> because, again, we're talking about people that were so... So um, thrifty, so miserly that they uh, they decided that they were going to only use like a you know a thirty two bit code or whatever uh, for their symmetric key. So all and all of the different DVD players had the same symmetric key. So all the DVDs were encrypted with the same streaming uh, encryption between 
the DVD itself and the rest of the device. And, and so the encryption happened in the reading head, the laser reading head. Uh, so the streaming data to the rest of the device was encrypted. The fact is, though, it was 32-bit, which is, like, nothing. Yep. Um, and it fits on a T-shirt very nicely on, like, two lines. And so the uh, MPAA got very upset and tried to sue. And, of course, that went fucking nowhere because free speech. Which is an interesting note, because if we compare that to the auto key card, we find a very, very different legal result. Right. Oops. (laughs) But there are other cases that could rein in those um, draconian powers that the ATF has... You know, seized for itself. Well, I think that the, uh, the the fact that we're able to ban down here in Florida the uh, the best of the states, uh, <laughs> the ban the tracking of of uh, gun purposes. Oh, speaking of bans uh, on Florida too, did you hear that uh, California has rescinded theirs? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, you can now uh, you can now travel to Florida as a uh, California state official. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that isn't that fantastic? Yeah, it didn't work out quite how you planned it, did it, eh, Gavin? Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that things don't work out exactly the way you want when you aren't literally in control of every aspect of politics. Huh. Funny that. Well, anyway, before we get down in another uh, crazy rabbit hole, I guess that's all I was wanting to cover. Was there anything else you were wanting to hit before we uh, sign off for the week? Yeah, I think I think we covered what I wanted. That that uh, that trending politics uh, regurgitation on the on those two bands was was something I wanted to I wanted to land on at the end and stick the landing. I think we got it. Definitely, I would agree. <laughs> well, this is great it. news. Yeah, with that, well, everybody, be well, be safe, and check back. Oh, um. Not an update per se, but the Nashville Shooter Manifesto is in the hands of the judge. We can well, do the news. But <laughs> now, where when's it coming out? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I said, minor updates. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, you know, baby steps. I'll take it. Yeah. But when we've got more, you know, it'll be here. We'll have it for you. That's what we do, after all. So, everybody be good out there. You can find me, I'm Evan, at that fake guy, Danny. You can find my man, Craig, here at CraigBob99. And, of course, the podcast, available uh, basically everywhere except iHeartMedia. We'll get there eventually. But, mm-hmm. tell all your friends, uh, tell your enemies, too. Just don't tell them to strike us, because that shit is getting annoying. And we'll see you all again really soon. <laughs>